Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. This week, the Owl Pellets crew talks with Dr. Trey Eachley from New Mexico State University. Hey teachers, are you enthusiastic and growing or in career stability? What stage are you and where do you even want to be? Listen to this great conversation about teacher career stages. Learn about where you are, how to get to where you want to be, and how you can help your fellow teachers along their path to being great educators for all of our agricultural education students. Dr. Trey Easterly, welcome to Owl Pellets. Hey, thank you for having me. We are really glad that you are here with us today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about what we're going to be talking about today. Sure. Well, my name is uh, Trey Easterly. I'm an assistant professor at New Mexico State University. Uh, and I did this uh, study and, and really looked at uh, the differences between teachers. And it's really interesting when you, when you start to talk to ag teachers, um, you see some that you're like, man, I want to be in their classroom. Um, they're just on fire. They're engaged. They're really great people to be around. And then you talk to some and you wonder what, it's, what a day is like really in their classroom. Are they excited? Do they like what they do? And I got really interested in the differences between those two teachers, the career stages that they go through. And so I started reading some about it, and a lot of the research is done kind of on induction stage teachers. We talk about uh, what, what teachers go through when they get into their careers, and then it kind of just trailed off from there. It's like, okay, they're an expert teacher, and then they're uh, retiring. But I think there's some more elegant things that are going on uh, within a teacher's career that, that really um, got me asking some questions, and I really wanted to look at what was going on uh, with with what these teachers um, teachers are doing. Um, and so I, I stumbled across this kind of by accident. I found this book um, by Fessler and Christensen where they talk about um, different teacher career stages. And so that's what I kind of looked at in this study and I've done some research on um, teachers in different career stages. So when you say like career stages, you mean there's more than just like young and old or like beginning and leaving like if we're talking career stages what are we talking about what am i going to go through as a teacher sure so fester and christensen defined several different career stages um and i think it's important to recognize that there is an induction stage um for teachers so some of the the things that you know you go in to your first year as a teacher and you kind of take your lumps you learn how to manage a classroom uh, and, and deal with the difficulties of, of fitting into that new system. I think everyone kind of agrees upon that, but then the literature gets a little bit more scattered on what happens from there. 
Uh, and the one that I chose to kind of latch on to, I think that makes the most sense to me is the, again, the Fester and Christensen model. Uh, and they talk about um, that it's not a linear um, career um, cycle that teachers go through. And so it starts off with the induction stage that we talked about. And then teachers build. Sorry, can you give me some, so if I'm, if I'm a teacher and I'm listening to this and thinking like, okay, I, I'm curious about this, but I'm not totally bought in. What are some things that an induction stage teacher, like what are some characteristics where if I was a teacher, I could then think, oh, yep, that was definitely me. So I was thinking about breaking down the, the career cycles here in the stage. Is that kind of what you're, what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm curious. Says like, what what might I have? What might I experience or feel as that kind of a teacher? Sure. Well, the the career cycles that that we talk about or think about, we start off with the induction stage, then we move to a competency building stage where you're building, uh, getting better as a teacher, and we don't put time limits on these, but they say around three years you're building competency, and then you go into an enthusiastic and growing stage. And that's really where we want our teachers to be is in that enthusiastic and growing stage where they're excited about getting up and going to work. They wake up in the morning and they say, I get to instead of I have to. Uh, and that's a really important piece there. And then they, they continue to work. They continue to grow and get better. They're learning new things. They see things uh, as they read or watch on TV and think about how that can in, impact their classroom. Uh, and then beyond that, there are some things that can happen. So they can go into a, a career frustration stage where they're uh, frustrated with the situation of the, their school. Um, they get aggravated. They don't look forward to going to work. To work. Uh, and then they have some uh, a stage called career stability, which sounds really good at the beginning when you think about it or when you hear that word. But really, those career stability teachers, as it's explained in the literature, are those teachers who just go to work every day, go in and shut their door, do their thing, and then pack up and leave at three o'clock. They're not doing anything to get better. They're just teaching and rehashing the same thing they're doing every year, and they're not excited about what they're doing. They're just kind of there and showing up. And then we have some career wind down and then career exit as, as teachers are thinking about the end and, and working towards retirement, so they work into those things. And so what's, what's really fascinating about this is, you know, we've said we want teachers to be in that enthusiastic growing stages, but teachers can move around from different stages. And so I've seen teachers uh, move from this career wind down where they're thinking about leaving to, to make a major change in their teaching and go back into the enthusiastic and growing stage. And it's a really cool thing to see. You know, it's interesting because for me, I think one of the things I learned at my first um, school and my second school was, you know, you really got to be mindful of your principal. You know, your principal and their vision can really change what your day-to-day -day is like and what your expectations are. Or, you know, your colleagues. If you get into a bad teaching situation where your co-teacher is just that nightmare co-teacher, mm -hmm. um, man, that really changes how things work. So how does, you know... Finding a great job, I think, would sustain a stage. So what do you know or what, what would you say to teachers um, in regards to that cycle and their um, situation? Yeah, I think, I think half of it is kind of how you, how you deal with the cards that are dealt to you. And a, a major part of it is what cards are dealt to you. And so, you know, I think 
kind of goes back to the resilience piece. And I encourage people to listen to the owl pellets that uh, the Dr. Ed Osborne did with you guys on resilience. I think teachers that are resilient are more likely to land in the enthusiastic growing stage. Um, but teaching is an inherently stressful career. It doesn't matter what situation you're in, there's always going to be stressors and it's a chronically uh, demanding career. And so I think having a, a positive outlook and looking for ways that you can grow and continue to get better. And I, I think that's the key as we look at what enthusiastic and growing teachers are. And we asked some ag teachers because we, we know what the literature says about teachers in general. Uh, but what I wanted to find out in this study is what do ag teachers think and how do they respond to, uh, do they fit into this model? And how do we describe enthusiastic and growing teachers? Because we know that ag teachers are a special population. But I think they're, they're a special and a great group of people, and we, we know them and love them and love working with them. And so I wanted to figure out what differences there are there for those enthusiastic growing ag teachers. And, and what we found, we found some things that, that make sense that pop up, that uh, enthusiastic and growing expect teachers um, provide hands-on experience for students. They're engaged in FFA and SAE, and those things make sense. Um, but I think there are some special things that popped out um, that ag teachers um, are a little different group in, in the personalities and the, the traits that, that we hold dear and that we value as ag teachers. Uh, and those are things like having a diverse skill set, working effectively with community members. Um, it seems like that ag teachers really recognize and value that their job is not just to show up and go to school, that they are a valued member of that community and a big part of that. Uh, and I think that goes a long way to, um, to being an ag teacher. So, so Trey, you talked about here, so I don't know if to say the goal, but kind of the ideal here is we wanna, we wanna be at that enthusiastic and growing stage, but also the realization that, that a teacher is really gonna go through all if not most of these stages at some point in their career. And, and really trying to figure out how do you, when you're in one of those less desirable stages, we say, how do you get back out of that? And I think that's part two is I think I want teachers to think about, there may be a time that, you know, man, you're really nailing it. You got this. You may be in a, a time in your life and your career going, man, I am not looking forward to go to school to teach like I used to or things like that. And to know this is, this is sadly normal. There's ways to get back out of this particular stage to get back into that enthusiastic and growing kind of a piece. So what, what would you have to say to those teachers who are kind of maybe in that, uh, those less than positive stages about getting out of that and, and getting back to where they want to be, where they are excited about being an ag teacher? Right. And I, I think it's okay to be in some of these, these stages, like you said, and it's, it's something that, that kind of comes with the territory, especially when we think about induction and competency building. You know, we're, we're growing towards that. We're getting better. We're, we're kind of figuring out getting our teacher legs under us and, and, and growing and learning and working towards that enthusiastic growing stage. Um, but I think, I think admitting is kind of the first step to recovery and recognizing and being cognizant that these different stages exist. And so if you take a look at these stages and say, gosh, when you describe a career frustration teacher, I'm frustrated about going to school. I don't want to get up and go to work in the morning. I'm really dreading it. I don't have a, a good relationship with the principal. 
uh, the administration of my school or my co-teachers, kind of recognizing that and then figuring out what do you need to do to fix that. Um, and, and I think uh, drawing in, you know, ag education is a very special place because we have such a community and a tight-knit group of other ag teachers, uh, whether it's the state association or the uh, NWE conference, those sorts of things, you have other professionals that you can draw to um, to kind of maintain that support group. And I encourage those teachers to kind of reach out to there and start with that. Uh, but, but really you have to make, make time for your your day-to-day. -day. And if you don't enjoy the day-to-day -day operations of what you're doing, you're not gonna be satisfied in career. You know that from the literature. Um, so helping, working to develop those relationships and figure out what's going on there, that's, that's a, a tough thing to do, but it's an important thing to do. Um, there's a teacher in my state who was squarely in the career frustration stage. She talked to me, uh, kind of pulled me to the side and said, Trey, things aren't going well for me. Uh, I had a really bad evaluation from my principal. Um, I'm very frustrated. I'm trying to do some of, some of these things. I can't get my students motivated. Um, it's a, I'm in a really tough place, a really hard place to do that. And, I, you know, I wanted to reach out to her and, and, but there was not much that I could do other than tell her that I'm sorry and give her some opportunities to, um, or some things to do and, and some people to reach out to. Um, but the next year she, she came up and talked to me and she said, you know, things are going so much better. I kind of took some time over the summer to really reflect on my practice as a professional, I've gone through some professional development, um, I've worked on some things um, in my personal life, some things have gotten better, um, you know, situations with families have gotten better, um, and, and I'm really excited about this year. And so it was neat to see that she took that time to kind of step away from things and got back into the enthusiastic and growing stage. So if you're, you're in the frustration stage, it's okay, but snap out of it. Pretty cool that you mentioned like going to some professional development helped recharge her. That's actually a lot of the reason why we continue to do this whole owl pellets thing um, is because we hope that it helps teachers kind of recharge and help them become enthusiastic um, if they're not already there. So do you know, or off the top of your head, if I was a teacher and I was looking for like, okay, I, I understand what he's talking about. I'm there you know, especially now, like right before Christmas break, teachers may need some, some uh, additional assistance in, in like, if I wanted right now to give myself like a shot of enthusiasm to finish out the semester and to, to help me get into next semester, do you have any ideas for like, other than of course, listening to owl pellets, what else they could do to help uh, give them some, you know, that kind of uh, boost they need? Yeah, absolutely. And and what we know from the two studies that we did uh, is that being in the enthusiastic and growing career stage is directly tied to continuing to grow as a professional and participating in professional development. And I say those as two different things very intentionally uh, because we all know that as, as ag teachers, there are certain things that you do, uh, like go to ag teachers conference in the summer. And there are people who are good citizens and go through those, but they don't necessarily participate in that as part of their growth as a professional. And then there are people who say, I want to get better at this, 
And so I'm going to do this, this, and this. And so they're very intentional about their professional growth. So we did a qualitative study where we talked to enthusiastic and growing teachers um, and asked them, what type of professional development are you doing? Because we wanted to know how are those folks engaging in professional development? What are they doing uh, specifically in ag education? And what we found is, was very interesting. It was, a, and I named the paper, um, the title of it is, You Seize What Pops Up. And in ag education, a lot of ag teachers, the professional development system is set up in a way where you have to seize what pops up. And I would encourage ag teachers that are listening to this to, yes, take advantage of the opportunities that come available, um, but do more than just seizing what pops up. Do more than taking a look at um, the summer ag teachers conference schedule and saying, oh, this, these four are workshops of interest in me. I'm going to play hooky on this one and go play golf or whatever. Um, but really think about how you can grow as a professional and then get with a group of people or um, find ways to, to get better in that area and then uh, work to grow in that. And I think that's really what gets folks to that enthusiastic and growing stage is where they can identify weak areas and work to get better at that. You know, it's, <clears throat> we talk to our kids all the time, our students about if you're not being successful at something, you know, you've got to have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. You know, and sometimes, Trey, I think it's just changing the conversation to where, you know, there is an expectation that at the end of year one, there probably should be some questions if you're in the game at all. Um, and at the end of year two, where you're having some of the guilt of, I wish I had kept all my plans, or, you know, I think, I think just having the conversation that we will have things to work on and there will be challenges. Teaching is a, you know, it's a practice. You know, we talk about practicing law or practicing medicine. You know, my wife, it's very clear. They, they tell them in law school, you will not learn how to practice law here. You'll learn to practice law by practicing law. And I think that just having that conversation of it's, expect, it's expected that you're going to have to grow and be enthusiastic. Because I think a lot of times people struggle and then we all have to come to a conclusion based on what's happening. And I think sometimes the conclusion is I'm not good at this, which is a fixed mindset rather than I've got to get better at some things. This is fun. I'm practicing this skill. So I think that discussion of um, just how we talk about things, I don't think we admit enough that all of us were probably pretty terrible our first year. <laughs> yeah. Let it be known that you were just talking about the characteristics of professionals and you didn't mention dress. Well done. You're growing. <laughs> That's the only thing I might have gotten right my first year was dress. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed up nice no matter how bad my lesson was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting that you bring up the idea of the fixed versus growth mindset. And I think uh, a lot of this enthusiastic and growing kind of bumps up against fixed versus growth mindset versus and resilience and all of these factors kind of come into play of, of some of the characteristics of professionalism that we want our teachers. And that's Kate, at the end of the day, what we want them to be. We want our teachers to be professionals. You are, you are a professional in the school. You're there to make a positive difference in students' lives. And, and I think to do that, we want you to be growing and, and getting better in your profession. I, I hope that you know, everyone sitting here in, in the podcast, we work 
to get better in our practice as teacher educators. We hope that our teachers do the same and we encourage our students to, we give them the skills that they need to, uh, to kind of do that same and, and learn to get better as well. We kind of model that behavior as ag teachers. I 100% agree. That's um, a lot of what I would be real curious, uh, you know, as you're talking about these stages, I really think that as teachers feel more um, autonomous in what they do, right, as they feel more professional and that they are the master of, uh, of what goes on in their program and they can change that and fix it, um, that's what helps them be excited about coming to school every day, right? When you feel like you're stuck and you have no choice in what you're doing and you're doing it because someone told you to, I think that that oftentimes you, you don't feel like a professional, right? You feel like a staff person that um, doesn't have much, much leadership. And that can lead to that kind of that frustration, the slump that you then have to try to work out of, which I think is maybe why professional development might be a help. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's really interesting in the qualitative study, I was talking with teachers who are identified to be in the enthusiastic growing stage, but nobody told them that. Nobody really told them. Um, what that was. We didn't describe that to them as we were doing that. And then I asked them, do you consider yourself as an expert teacher? And every one of them, him and hauled at that answer. Um, I'm not, I don't really consider myself an expert because I'm still growing and I'm still developing. And so I, I really stray away from the idea of expert teacher and, and giving people those labels because it's almost like a, a finish line. Once you're an expert teacher and you've got that label, then you're done and you can stop growing. And that's not what we want. We want our teachers to, to keep growing, continue moving and getting better. Well, I think that's great. And Trey, one thing I wanted to pick up on, you mentioned there a little bit earlier about finding their group. And so how, how important is it or, you know, for teachers to find their, their group, their people to go through those things to kind of have uh, their squad or whatever it is to kind of help get them through that. You know, I can, I can look back a thousand years ago whenever I was teaching, when it was rough, I had the industrial arts teacher next to me, or I had the couple ag teachers, two schools down. I could call that we supported each other, vented to each other, encouraged each other to do that. So is that part of the getting through these cycles? And if so, what words of wisdom do you have for people to help find their people to hang out with and, and, and really support themselves with? Yeah, I think when we when we look at resilience and we talk about that, one of the key characteristics of resilience is being able to gain support from people around you, having a core group of people that you can you can draw back to and get suggestions from. And so I think you're absolutely right. That's, that's a critical thing to be able to define that, that group of people. Um, I, I'll tell this story. I was visiting a student teacher um, and she was, or a beginning teacher, excuse me, I was visiting a beginning teacher and we were eating lunch and I said, well, where do you normally eat lunch? And she said, well, I grabbed something really quickly in my classroom. I said, okay, your assignment for next time is to go find the teacher's lounge, make sure it's not a toxic place where people gossip and, and do that sort of thing, make sure it's a healthy place, but go find the teacher's lounge, find some people to eat lunch with. I get to know some people in the school because I think it's important to have those people um, that, that you can talk to about things that um, that you can draw to as a support system. And then I think we see that at Ag Teachers Conference as well, where you have those people where you can 
develop that relationship with and talk to about how things are going. And we, we meet so often at different FFA events and, and summer ag teachers conference, and, uh, fall PD and those sorts of things where really develop that tight knit support group within the school and within the professional ag ed community. I think that's a really special part about being an ag teacher. Yeah, I think that's great. Great there, Trey. And a great way to end our conversation. This has been fantastic. And, you know, I think it's really important for us all to hear being an ag teacher is one of the greatest jobs on the planet, but it is not all sunshine and lollipops and rainbows and unicorns. There are tough days out there and there's going to be seasons of our lives when uh, things aren't just going well and we're getting, you know, I like here admit it and then get out, <laughs> you know, to go from there. I think that's great. I think it's also kind of um, helpful as you're as you're talking about that to know that like when you're in it, that doesn't mean I need to quit and find a new job. I think so often teachers get in there and they have a month where they're in that that stage. That's an expected stage, and they say, you know, I had a teacher call me yesterday and said, "Hey, I'm applying for this other job." You know, and it's I I, I know how long he's been teaching, and I thought, oh man, he he's in the he's in that slump. And instead of knowing that it's a thing and working out of it, as Trey, you're talking about, he's, you know, so many of them just quit because that, that's, they think that it's something wrong with what they're doing. Right. And it's important for us to be those people for everybody else that are in those slumps to help them admit it and help them find ways to, to get out of that slump um, and find, and, you know, and, or maybe it is get out, but, you know, to find those ways to get back, to get back out of it. And it goes back to this theme that we've had in so many of these conversations is be intentional find the right professional development, find what you're supposed to be doing, be intentional about that, about what you're needing to, to do here and to find your group of people, find that, that group of two to three to four other ag teachers, other teachers in the school that where you teach that are your folks that you can build those relationships with, to have those open, honest conversations to, you know, crying on their shoulders, laugh with each other, yell at each other, whatever it has to be, but to get you through those kind of things. So I think, I think this is great stuff, Trey. Thank you so much for being with us today here on Our Pellets. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks, Trey. Thanks, Trey. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Arkansas's online master's program in agricultural and extension education. I know when I was trying to find a master's program, convenience and quality were top on my priority list. And the agricultural and extension education master's degree at the University of Arkansas provides both. 100% online classes allow you to learn at your own pace when it's convenient for you. Pair that with the opportunity to take classes taught by award-winning faculty at numerous partnering institutions across the nation, and you've got yourself a master's degree that doesn't just get you the pay raise. It will raise your skills in teaching, raise your knowledge of agriculture, and raise your standards for what a quality master's program should be. For more information on becoming an online Razorback through the University of Arkansas's Master's Degree in Agricultural and Extension Education, contact me, Kate Shoulders, at 479-575-3799 or check us out at aect.uark.edu. That's aect.uark.edu. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, 
We ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.